the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning, my dear friends, to all our dear audience on KNUS 710 AM or via podcast. I welcome all of you. This morning, we shall interact first by waking up, praising God. If you're married, give a good and warm, safe greeting to your wife or to your husband. Give a good, warm morning hug or welcome with a special social distancing safety, of course, to your children and to all those who you live with. Do me a favor. It's okay to turn on your radio at 6 a.m. on Sunday morning. Next, of course, let us warm up the day by being nice to each other and by being nice to the Lord. This is Father Andre, and good Holy Sunday morning with God. Good Holy Sunday morning, my dear brothers and sisters. Um, On this uh, Sunday morning, we are drawing nearer to Christ the King. We're drawing nearer to the time of Advent uh, on this Sunday morning. Um, We want to pray. Remember um, that there is a saying um, in the book of Malachi in chapter 3, um, remember the law of Moses, my servant, uh, Moses and Elijah. We're talking here in the book of Malachi for those who have uh, uh, Bible at home. Uh, any version could be King James Version or St. Joseph edition or the Catholic version. All of them, there is agreement between those verses. Whom I charge at Horeb with the statutes and ordinances for all Israel. Now I am sending to you Elijah the prophet before the day of the Lord comes the great and terrible day. He will turn the heart of fathers to their sons and the heart of sons to their fathers, lest I come and strike the land with utter destruction. Again, this was uh, the book of Malachi, um, chapter 3, verse uh, 22 to verse 24. And the reason why we wanted to recite these verses today, because today we have with us a very, very special guest uh, with whom um, um, there is a a long-life commitment to God and to nation, uh, to God and to the land, to God and to the people. Um, Ambassador at large, um, Sam Brownback, he was a former ambassador at large for international religious freedom uh, during the administration of uh, President Trump. And, of course, he was a governor of uh, the beautiful state uh, um, of uh, Kansas. And um, he was a policymaker, um, ambassador. Were you a senator or congressman as well? You may, you may say good morning to Colorado. Uh, well, good morning, Colorado. I love Colorado. It's such a beautiful state. And I've had uh, children live there that have now moved back to Kansas. Well, God bless you, Ambassador. Today, you and me, we're going to pray a little bit uh, in the Book of Wisdom, actually, in the Book of Wisdom. And, I, uh, and, and I'm telling our friends, we will pray with the Book of Wisdom, chapter 28, 
um, verse 12 to verse 26. Verse 12 to verse 26. And, uh, of course, in the next 24 minutes, uh, we're going to hear comments. Ambassador, you, you had a long and you still um, are having a beautiful and wonderful long career in politics, in public life, public service. You and your family have had the good days, have had the bad days, have had the friends, have had the enemies, have had the friends who turned to be enemies, have had enemies who probably you converted and they became friends. You, you, you really um, are one of a kind, and um, I would say um, amongst all the people who work in public service that I met in my personal life in the United States, I think you stand with the bright light. Uh, the bright light that comes through you, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, is an indicative that definitely you always reflect on the will of God in your life, and you always listen before you speak. I love this quality about you, Ambassador. Um, so today, we're going to pray you and me a little bit from the Book of Wisdom of Ben Sira, chapter uh, 28, again, verse 12 to verse 26, and let us start. O God, come to my assistance. O Lord, make haste to help me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. For those who are joining us, this is Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre and Ambassador Sam Brownback, um, the former U.S. Ambassador at large for International Religious Freedom and the former Governor of the State of um, Kansas is with us on the phone. Let us pray together um, in the Book of Wisdom. If you blow on a spark, it turns into flame. If you spit on it, it dies out. Yet both you do with your mouth. Cursed be gossips and the double-tongued, for they destroy the peace of many. A meddlesome tongue subverts many and makes them refugees among the peoples. It destroys strong cities and overthrows the houses of the great. A meddlesome tongue drives virtuous women from their homes and robs them of the fruit of their toil. Whoever heed it will find no rest, nor will they dwell in peace. A blow from a whip raises a wealth, but a blow from the tongue will break bones. Many have fallen by the edge of the sword, but not as many as by the tongue. Happy the one who is sheltered from it and has not endured its wrath who has not borne its yoke, nor been bound with its chains. For its yoke is a yoke of iron, and its chains are chains of bronze. The death it inflicts is an evil death. Even Sheol is preferable to it. It will have no power over the godly, nor will they be burned in its flame. But those who forsake the Lord will fall victim to it, and it burns among them unquenchably. It will hurl itself against them like a lion, and like a leopard it will tear them to pieces. As you fence in your property with thorns, so make a door and bolt for your mouth. As you lock up your silver and gold, so make balances and scales for your words. Take care not to slip by your tongue and fall victim to one lying in ambush. Glory be to the Father, 
and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, it will be forever. Amen. Ambassador Sam Brownback, good morning to you and to your wife and to your family in Kansas. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. Thank you very much, Father Andre. It's a pleasure to hear your voice and to talk with you. Thank you so much, Ambassador. Well, um, it's probably striking in that I chose this paragraph uh, from the Holy Bible um, to, to pray it with you, actually. But I know in the world of politics, um, tongue is very important. Am I right, Ambassador? Oh, my goodness. The tongue is sets so many things on flame, and it also can quench many fires, too. But the tongue is a dangerous instrumentality. So in your experience, first of all, at home, um, you know, you're a father and I believe you're a wonderful, great father as well. Um, I know when we were children, um, our parents always, they use that word, watch what you say or watch your mouth or, you know, mind your tongue. And somehow, did you use this word with your children when you were bringing them up or did your parents use it with you? Oh, my parents uh, certainly uh, we're conveying that, and we conveyed that to uh, to our children. But most of the time, you're trying to do it uh, by just how you speak, and you try to be careful, and you try not to say uh, any things derogatory about other individuals. And if and sometimes if I did, I would uh, you know I would say you know quickly afterwards, forgive me for saying that. I would try to clean my mess up uh, quickly is, is something. And I think that's the best way, honestly, that you teach any child or probably convey anything. It's just by your own example. I, I agree with you. Um, you, were, you were brought up in a classical education, I do believe. Would you tell us a little bit about the way your family uh, lived? And I know um, you, you have a beautiful spectrum of Christianity in your personal life. You, your wife, your children. Uh, um, I would I, I do believe you pass from evangelical tradition to a Catholic tradition. Uh, you've experienced Christianity. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey with Jesus Christ through these traditions? Uh, you know, it's been a beautiful journey. I grew up in the Methodist Church, which was the only church that we had in our uh, small town of Parker, Kansas, uh, 250 people. I uh, lived a mile and a half out of town on a farm. Uh, it was great upbringing. Uh, I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior when I was 13, going back to feed the sows. Uh, and uh, it, it wasn't, you know, bells going off, but it was a commitment uh, that I made. And I've been growing since and really then embraced the uh, evangelical church uh, and um, and later had a calling, uh, really, uh, from the Lord to join the Catholic Church and studied that for three to four years before making the decision to go ahead and move forward and join the Catholic Church and have been there last uh, dozen years uh, in the Catholic Church and have really um, appreciated the depth and the thought and the, the, the formation that takes place within the uh, Catholic Church. I've, I've had a wonderful journey. Ambassador, um, you, you, you came and there is an elephant in a room. And I'm talking about um, in the politics in America. Um, you're a man who uh, actually was well known for his commitment to God. Um, how much God was your friend and how much politicians became your enemy during your career? Uh, well, God, I'm completely dependent upon God 
uh, I, I early on I kind of try I tried to bifurcate between my faith and politics, just thinking you know politics isn't beanbag. Uh, this is a tough sport. I don't think I'm going to be able to live my faith really here. So I'll have to be a politician when I'm uh, in the corridors of Congress, and and uh, I'll I'll be a man of faith and otherwise. And I soon just found how disastrous that was. That didn't work, and I was um, uh, upset and disappointed with myself. And I had a cancer uh, episode in 1995. Uh, this uh, simple melanoma. But it really made me think about the end of life, and that's when I really went through a sanctifying experience where I just said, Lord, it's all yours. It's all yours. Uh, and that was a real breakthrough uh, for me to where. Um, I know. Um, I honestly did not want to bring it up, but uh, but I know you have shared with me, and I'm privileged to have heard that beautiful uh, miracle of sanctity, the miracle of sanctity. And for our listeners who are listening to us, this is Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre with Ambassador at Large for International Religious Freedom, Ambassador Sam Brownback, um, former ambassador and former uh, governor of the state of Kansas, our neighboring state, talking about personal life and the, the miracle of sanctity. Ambassador, I know you you experienced that and almost you felt that that was gonna be the end of everything and then all of a sudden a window opened and you became more committed and actually in politics you initiated many great initiatives let's talk a little bit about the past so people know politicians could be good and you are such a good example in politics actually um, well, I want to talk about the native initiative and the uh, black museum initiative I want to talk about your experience um, how did you move forward um, it's sickness illness and when you were told that you're really deadly ill and somehow and thank God we thank God and we praise and worship his holy name for your good health today um, you know I, and I'm a flawed uh, man, Father Andre, I'm a sinful man. But after I went through that sanctification, I really just started looking at the the world as just really having one constituent. Uh, in my, I was in the U.S. Senate at the, uh, well, I was in the House at that time. Uh, but later in the U.S. Senate, just looking at the world as having one constituent, and that's God. Uh, and I want to, uh, if He's happy, everything's going to be fine. If He isn't, it's just not going to work. Out of that, then, I did a, a Native American apology that we got through the uh, Congress that we're still seeking the president to um, uh, uh, speak out. Did the African American Museum of History and Culture, felt a calling to do that, carried the bill on human trafficking, the first human trafficking bill with Senator Paul Wellstone, and did a prison reform bill, uh, signed 19 pro-life bills while I was governor of the state of Kansas. And um, you know, I was really blessed to be able to do, uh, you know, just a number of things that just felt called and, and the people kept reelecting me to do. And, and you suffered from the evil tongue. I did. I, uh, I got blasted by a lot of people for uh, things that didn't happen. Can Not blasted. Say? I would say you got highlighted. The Lord, the Lord, <laughs> <laughs> well, the Lord put you, you on a pedestal <laughs> while, while the enemy was trying to basically get his hate and uh, just spit and we rebuke him by the Lord's most holy name, our Lord Jesus Christ and Savior. And not only you survived it, but you became very splendid in your work. And then you actually got promoted during the administration of, if I may call it, promoted to a different line of job, which is 
is more consistent with your spirituality as well. And I know it was you accepted that job not only in, in the spirit of a politician, not only in a career of a politician, I would say, because I'm not sure how good that was for your career. You all, you, you're the only one who can judge that. But you accepted it as a divine call. When we were called, I do believe, by Vice President Mike Pence, and you were told you're going to, if you accept the nomination, to be ambassador at large for international religious freedom. Um, I will do another episode, you and me, and we talk about that part. But how did you receive that call? What, what, what were you thinking when you were told that? Did you expect it? Um, I did expect, well, no, I didn't expect that call. But once I got it uh, and the vice president offered it to me, I thought, that's a beautiful fit. That would be a great thing to do. And I, I left the governorship a year early uh, to take it. And I believe that was the most important public uh, office I've ever held was the ambassador for international religious freedom. Uh, you're really pursuing the religious freedom for everybody around the world, this precious God-given right to do with your own soul what you see fit. And it's so persecuted. And 80% of the world lives in places where they cannot practice their faith freely. Uh, so I, I, I was honored to take that job. Uh, we pushed the agenda forward aggressively in this prior administration. And I, I think you really started to see this topic, religious freedom as a fundamental human right, start to blossom a lot more around the world. Well, Ambassador, you see what's happening today in the United States. Did you ever think that religious freedom could actually, like me, we've, we've spoken many times, we've prayed with many people many times, you and me, and uh, I do cherish those moments when before you are going into an um, international trip or a uh, public trip of some sort, you always ask people, please pray for me. What did prayer mean to you in your public life? Uh, it is foundational, just like the Apostle Paul would say, you know, we're, you, we're dependent upon your prayers. Uh, and we are in public life, too. And he says to pray for those in authority that we might live quiet and peaceful lives. Uh, we need people praying for us to have uh, God's favor and to be able to have the wisdom and the discernment to make good decisions for the people. So I, I find prayer is just a complete essential. And plus, just think about the motto of the country remains in God we trust. And if that's the case, we should be asking God to help us in our plight and in our situation. And in, in, in your situation, Ambassador, when, um, well, before even you became ambassador at large, when you were governor of the state of Kansas, how did you treat religious freedom in the state of Kansas? treated as a sacred human right that everyone is entitled to, whether you uh, choose uh, the Christian faith or any other faith or no faith. Uh, that is your God-given right, and the government's role is to protect this fundamental human right. That's way we try. That's the way we treated it. Did you ever impose, or did you ever think, if you're governor today, imposing a mandate um, that would deny the religious rights of the people? Can, can you reconcile today between the health crisis? I do not want to get too much into it, but this is what's happening today. Uh, we we, we want to pray for the health of the people um, to be healthy. 
and not to attract the COVID and not to have to suffer consequences in case because many people also from the vaccine may not work with them as a matter of fact. But did you ever think that for health reasons, a mandate could come denying the religious exemption or the religious right of people? No, I, I, and you're starting to see this very, very strong encroachment on religious freedom in this country, the country that really brought this freedom to life in our founding documents in the First Amendment, um, that there will be, we won't establish a church, nor will there be any limitation on the free exercise thereof, of your faith, these beautiful words that said there will be no religious persecution, there will be no establishment of a church by the United States government, and we also will not impede your free exercise of your faith. Uh, and yet it's that's what the efforts have been, uh, many, many efforts now encroaching upon this fundamental <clears throat> basic human right. Even, even in health crisis, Ambassador, w w would you ever perceive that they could declare a health crisis such as this and then start obliging people to act in a certain behavior away even from their personal uh, discerned and, uh, I would say, serene commitment to God? Does, does a government have the right to do this if there is a medical emergency such as a pandemic? I, I don't think so, and that's why we have religious exemption. Now, I'm vaccinated, uh, and I believe people ought to get vaccinated. Uh, I've had the booster shot. My parents have. My, uh, my kids have. But I don't think we should be mandating uh, people to uh, do these things. I think we ought to lay the case out in front of them. I, I would hope people would get vaccinated. I don't think they ought to be mandated. And then also... Where I'm seeing it crawling is also in a lot of other places, like uh, uh, hospitals, uh, Catholic hospitals, being told procedures they have to do that are against Catholic theology, um, being pharmacists, being told uh, in some places you have to prescribe an abortifacient uh, pill, even though this is against your fundamental beliefs, or in the negative, seen on college campuses where they won't allow Christian groups to organize on the college campus. And, and you're going, these are fundamental religious freedom rights that people, uh, that they need to be, that they need to be protected. They must be protected. Well, we, we, we want to pray with you, honestly, because um, we have um, about a minute and a half, you and me, before we can conclude this uh, beautiful Sunday with a small prayer. And I would love to interview you again for next Sunday, talking more about a post-assignment um, um, uh, to Ambassador at Large for Internationalism Freedom. What recommendation in this regard do you give to the current president, President Joe Biden? What, what would you tell him? I would, I would tell him to strongly pursue religious freedom. If you want to increase human rights around the world, and he states he does, and I believe he does, the route forward is to get your basics right. And one of the key basics is religious freedom. And if you get that right and emphasize it, you will see freedom of assembly grow. You'll see freedom of speech grow. You'll see freedom of the press grow. If you get the fundamental one right, it's basic blocking and tackling that we're in football season now is you've got to get your basics right or you can't go anywhere. And that's what we need to do. And that's what I would tell the president.
Thank you. Thank you so very much, Ambassador. Let us pray together, you and me, that uh, the president would listen so he will have a greater strength by being obedient to God. He will have a greater success by uh, respecting the basic rights. And you said it, the basic right is basically um, um, respect and work with the human being, being in the image and likeness of God. With this, we want to pray together. We ask Almighty God to bless us on this Sunday. Um, to grant the people who lost money or who lost a job or who lost friends or who lost um, members um, to the sickness, to the virus um, or to the vaccine, as a matter of fact, uh, um, for those who are vaccinated and unvaccinated, be together. Don't be opponents. Don't put yourselves into exile, but get together on this holy day of Sunday. So the Lord Jesus Christ will embrace all of you. The Lord Jesus Christ will heal all of you. Remember, the life's prime needs are water, bread, and clothing. But the Lord Jesus Christ told us, not by bread alone a human being would live, but by every word he is ought to listen and to hear from the mouth of God. Today we prayed with Ambassador Brownback about the evil tongue. Remember, in your tongue you can make a peace. Remember, in your tongue you can gather, not scatter. My message is to the media in this last few seconds. I pray because you are the mouth in the community. You are the lips in the community. You are the tongue in the community. May God inspire you and may the Holy Spirit dwell upon you to chastise and to remove away every evil spirit from around you so you will speak the truth and you will show the way and you will um, tell the people about the life, which is Jesus Christ himself, our Lord and Savior. Savior. Amen. Joining us today for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Father Andre and his team rely on your prayers and generosity to help feed over 5,000 families in Lebanon every month. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org to learn more. Your support helps buy supplies from local farms and factories, employ truckers to ship the food, all to let these families know they are not forgotten. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org and donate today. And join us next week at 6 a.m. for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.